Thanks for joining the Operation Innovation team where the mission is to add some tools to your leadership tool bag so you can climb your mountain of success. So let's get it. Good. Great. All right. We'll see if this will record. It says it's recording. Okay. <laughs> I guess we're okay. <laughs> How so, are you? On the topic of leadership, you need to be able to adapt and overcome uh, in these moments of like where you um, uh, where you just don't know what's happening. Like uh, you got to be calm under pressure, right? Things aren't always going to go your way and you've got to be calm and collective. And I think we did yeah. a good job of doing that. And so, uh, you know, wherever this ends up going, if we, if we publish this or what, I want everyone to know that his version of calm was him doing this. <laughs> yeah. I, and I smiled when I did it, but I was just like, okay, usually I, uh, back, uh, maybe 10 years ago, I may have cursed, maybe thrown some things, kicked something. I don't know. So I've gotten a lot better in that, but you got to be stoic under pressure as a leader. You know, that's very true. So um, now that uh, now that you mentioned that today, I actually, I didn't have the, the best, most bestest day at work today um, because there was, uh, it's, a, it's a long story, but basically um, there's a set of expectations and then uh, when someone decides to change those expectations, they're putting a lot of pressure on like, why is this not done right now? Yeah. And so I had to employ my military, stay calm under pressure. Yeah. Hey, listen, like, this is why it is the way it is. And so, yeah, yeah. you know, you really yeah. get to calm people down with that. The more calm you are, the more calm other people are. It's crazy Absolutely. how it works out. Absolutely. That's one thing that I have been able to master and, uh, my last evaluation from my battalion commander, who I look up to a lot, really, she's like, of all the people that I've worked with over time, because I worked in Ebola, like where it was chaos. You worked in that environment. We had, you know, students, 50 some FTX is always something going on. She's like, you're the most calm and collective person I have ever worked with in over like 20 years. You're just stoic under pressure. And I think that's important because you can really, um, people feed off you as the leader, people they feed do. off your energy and emotion. I mean, you're freaked out. And they're like, Oh my God, the boss is freaking out right now. Like what's going on? You know? Yeah. Um, you can only do so much. And it's like, okay, well, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. You just start thinking of action steps and okay, start taking, taking steps and don't freak out the team because it doesn't help. <laughs> yep. And it's so funny. I, um, I've been in situations where I've had to coach up in that way where I'll be, I'll be the calm one. My boss is the one freaking out and I have to say, yes. okay, hey, let's remember things are great. This is yes. how we can do this. And yes. remember like <laughs> the more crazy you act, like everyone else is going to get crazy too. So being yeah. able to use that skill is uh, I, I like nice. that because a lot of people don't talk about that, like actually leading up the chain of command or coaching up. You because have sometimes to. you have to have influence with your boss and like, they're freaking out. They're going to freak out the team. So sometimes like, you know, I got, I got this boss and this is what, you know, have you considered this? You don't want to outshine the boss either, but give suggestions and like, you got like a handle on it and they're probably going to let you just roll with it. 
Yeah. My, my go-to phrase is, uh, my, my top recommendation is blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Or, or my recommendation in situations like this is blah, 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 blah. And, And so to your point, like it just, it puts it in a different perspective form. So you're not like, pulling them by the ear. Look, guy, this is what you have to do or girl. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, let's see, let me go ahead and pull up your bio and we can do the thing. So, uh, real quick, not sure where this recording is going to start or end, (laughs) but, but we'll start it here. So, uh, my name is Foley Hart. Uh, I am the, uh, producer of Operation Innovation, Uh, with a mission to uh, give people the tools to climb their mountains of success. And today I have a great friend of mine, Jay Teagues, who's on. Uh, He and I uh, served in the military together and we were last stationed in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, lovely Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri together. And uh, I actually miss it. I do actually miss it. Uh, But anyway, so bringing him on, really excited to catch up. Uh, not just to hear about how he's been doing, but uh, really be able to uh, shine a light on him and the the next steps that he's got going on. So a little bit about Jay. Uh, He believes in taking on difficult challenges in life with persistence and commitment, and he believes that this enables people to find great success in life. He is a transitioning veteran with over 23 years of service from private to sergeant first class before commissioning as an officer. And right now he's serving as a captain. Uh, He now shares his outlook on personal transformation as a speaker, a trainer, and a high performance coach. So uh, that last sentence, I didn't know him as Jay Teagues in that manner. So I'm really excited to meet that person (laughs) because I I only know him as Captain Teagues. So really excited to uh, see you on and uh, I'll go ahead and turn it over to you so that you can uh, just just start talking about whatever it is that you want to talk about. All right. So I'll just start off with uh, with a story. When I was 14 years old, I was a paper boy. I literally rode a bicycle and I delivered newspapers, the Hannibal Carrier Post, probably one of the last paper boys in existence uh, for a lot of people. They remember the video game, but it was a legit job. And I lived in Clarksville, Missouri. Clarksville, Missouri is a small river town on the Mississippi River, uh, about an hour north of St. Louis. It's the highest point um, on the Mississippi. There's a big uh, chairlift up there and people visit, uh, they used to visit the town all the time because that's where like all the eagles would come and they had eagle days and they had the chairlift that would go up. But anyway, um, I grew up in a very broken home. I was adopted. Um, It wasn't emotional abuse, fatherless home. It was a bad situation. So I'll just leave it at that. But I knew I wanted out of that situation. I had drive and determination to get out of that situation. And I had a strong work ethic. So I'd mow yards. I I did the paper route. And the reason I talk about the paper route is because for about three years of my life, uh, every day I spent about two hours a day riding my bike, all weather conditions, six days a week. You know, I would do it after school and then Saturday mornings. And I would ride up this huge freaking hill. And uh, it sucked in the wintertime and the hill sucked every day uh but i developed like a really good like cardio base and (laughs) i had a there was a new teacher who was a collegiate athlete so was a young teacher and this was his first job in a small school called clopton and i delivered a paper to his house so he kind of took interest in me he was like you know this guy's consistent he's going to school he understood that i came from a kind of a broken home situation 
Um, but he kind of took me on and kind of started mentoring me. And then he invited me out to cross country. And he's like, I was like, cross country, what's that? I'm like, well, it's a race where all the school kids get together. We, they run in open fields. I'm like, okay, I'll try it. I, did, I didn't play any organized sports at that time. And I'm like, the school, the way it was, the school was like in the middle of a few different farm towns. I'm like, I'll go, but I need a ride home. My parents aren't going to bring me home. She's like, I got you. So I show up first day of practice, my basketball shoes, my basketball shorts, and, and I run with the team and I actually did pretty good. You know, they all had their, you know, running shorts and running shoes, but here I am, you know, uh, in my basketball shorts and, and I, and I hung, I, I was in with the, the top three and uh, I'm like, you know, this is actually all right. And um, I went back again and again, and with my with the money that I made from uh, the paper route, I bought myself some running shoes, and I just kept going. And I eventually uh, went to the first meet, and I was hooked. And I couldn't do practice and but so I stopped. Actually, stopped running the paper route. Um, and but for the first time in my life, I was a part of a team. I had a coach and mentor who took interest in me from just a very tumultuous upbringing, and it gave me an outlook for the future. It motivated me to keep my grades up and finished high school. And ultimately I knew my path was in the military. I didn't know how to quite get there, but I knew that was the way out. And running saved my life. That coach saved my life. His leadership and mentorship, his uh, raising my ambition for the future and just being part of a team saved my life. And what I learned is I learned grit. I learned discipline. I learned doing hard things. And to this day, uh, I still do these challenging endurance events. I'm actually going to be running uh, 30 miles tomorrow night for the uh, Marine Corps virtual uh, marathon. And then I'm doing a hundred miler. Well, depending on how tomorrow goes, it's going to be a hundred or 50 miler here in a few weeks. Um, but I'm always doing these things to myself as a reminder to myself to take on the difficult challenges um, that you develop grit and discipline from, from doing that. And I will not stop doing that because it saved my life. It's so powerful to me. And it ultimately led me down a career in the military of being what I would perceive being very successful. I went from private uh, through senior enlisted ranks, and then I decided to commission. And I was the guy that wasn't going to go to college. I'm not your typical, typical officer that typically comes from a middle class, upper middle class Ivy League school. I mean, in the Corps of Engineers, we, we draw some of the best and brightest in the country. Um, I just wasn't cut from that cloth, but I worked my way up through grit and discipline and working hard. And I honed my own leadership craft and style uh, in doing so. So I guess that's kind of the short of how I ended up here. And as I close out the chapter of military uh, service and leadership, I'm now looking at how can I help other people? And going back to that coach, um, it, that's where I, I think a lot of people struggle with mindset coaching. And that led me down the path of pursuing uh, helping others with my military leadership experience and then mindset coaching. Because and as I'm, you know, in 2020, I'm going to pause you there yeah, though, yeah. because we, we had a conversation about coaching and I want you to share real quick what the difference is, what separates coaching from anything else, just in case so people don't know. There's, there's therapy, there's therapists, there's consultants and there's coaches and kind of like it's what they do and what, what time of what framework and time uh, that they work in. So therapists, they have a lot of training and they primarily work in someone's past. So they're on they're You've had some kind of trauma. We've all had some kind of trauma of some sort, uh, but some people can't overcome that and they're stuck in the past. They can't find happiness because they're dealing with this trauma. So a therapist will kind of go back and work through that 
those issues so you can pack those things so you can be happy in the present and maybe have a brighter future. A consultant kind of comes in with a checklist to kind of evaluate you and like, yeah, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing that wrong, you're doing that wrong, I would do this and make a, checks, a checklist for you to an action plan to, to go forward. Um, a coach and what I do is I work with someone's in the, the present moment and the future and we try to identify, you know, uh, some of the habits and the things that you're doing now, how do you spend your time what are your planning methodologies for the future? Are you envisioning a brighter future? And especially leaders, leaders have to, it's a fundamental principle. You have to create a, a vision for the future. So mm -hmm. um, I help people look into the future. And what I do is I focus on a person's clarity, uh, their productivity. So um, all the things that they do on a day, their habits and how they structure their day, um, their courage, are they taking bold action, their energy level, because your body is a power plant. If you can't sustain high levels of energy, how are you going to be able to keep up and, you know, do all the, everything you need to do at work and then keep up with family requirements and everything else. Mm -hmm. And then um, your influence, your ability to influence others, whether that be, you know, your family or, you know, the people at work. So that's, that's kind of the differences between the three from how, that's how I describe it. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Anyway, keep keep going. I just wanted to make sure people knew yeah. because there are people like me that are out there that they have no idea. <laughs> yeah, and, and a lot of people don't know there's coaches out there, uh, but they don't mm -hmm. exactly know what it is. But what I've learned from coaching um, is that a coach has experiences that can get you from point A to point B a lot faster um, than if you were to do it on your own. And Another thing I will talk about is like in my, there was a time in my career about five years ago, right before we'd met actually, um, unpacking some of the traumas from war, probably a lot of the trauma from my earlier, my childhood. Uh, and I joined in the army when, you know, therapy was kind of looked down upon. So it took me a while to kind of come to grips with it. That, that has slowly changed. And when I, and I got to a point where I thought, okay, I might need to go unpack some of my past. Mm -hmm. But I got into a dark point in, in my life. I had had some traumatic experiences in my personal life. The army put me in some situations I had to unpack. Um, you know, in my army career, uh, like many people, you, you, you have many different hats, many different jobs. And I did get to a point where the, the work that I was doing wasn't satisfying. I was in a dark spot in my marriage. And like many people, I, I had the suicide ideation and depression. And I, I was at a point where I, I literally thought about taking my life. I had a plan. I was going to do all that. I have triplet 12-year-old girls. And I'm like, there's no way. I, I, I know that there's something wrong with myself. And I need to live for them. I, because I, I having a fatherless home, I recall how, how difficult that was for me. And I'm like, there's no way. I've, been, I've, I've had people take their life in, in my life, service members and a family member. And that was probably the most traumatic. I can come to grips with disease or a car accident as, as traumatic as those experiences are, but someone taking their life is completely different. I'm not going to do that. So I need to work on myself. Double down on therapy, something we don't talk about in the army. So I did that. Um, and then I, I started looking at my habits. You know, I would, I would escape with like video games and some other things that weren't healthy. And I'm like, you know what? I, I read a book called the start with the slight edge. I wasn't much of a reader, but I've learned that, that leaders, good leaders read. I'm like, you know what? I, I want to be a better leader. Um, I want to read. And so I just picked up this book called the slight edge and talks about habits. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make the habit of reading every day. And so I started reading every day and I started reading all these personal development books. And that led me down to 
uh, the path of joining a mastermind group. I'm like, when I initially heard about these, like people pay to join like a Facebook group. That's crazy. Right. Uh, but I did, I, I did. And I like, I found like other people when you, when you do that, like it's people that are committed to leveling up in all areas of their life led by a coach. And I found a lot of inspiration there. I found other people that were struggling, had the same struggles that I did. I'm like, wow, I'm starting to feel better. Um, that led to me going to like uh, big events, like uh, uh going to hear like some speakers like I went to the uh, beach body conference that was my first big event where I heard like uh, Simon Sinek speak and uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and I'm like man it was just awesome to be in that kind of uh, crowd I'm sure it's electrifying to, as well to yeah, like be there yeah. and be with all these people who just have this as their passion yes and I was like I, I feel great like you know my thoughts of like ending everything like I started to like become alive again uh, although I still didn't know what I was going to do after the army, like so much of my identity was in the army. Um, well, but it sounds like you started to really, you know, being in that dark place and really not feeling like you don't, don't have a lot to hang on to being yeah. able, that's, that's when you're raw enough to be able to find your passions, I think. And that's what it sounds like you did, which is great. Yeah. I, I, so I played this character at work. So I was an army, perfect army officer at work, but deep down inside, like there were days I didn't want to go to work. And I think a lot of people yeah. struggle with this in the army and outside. Yep. And I, and I, I have a couple questions for you in regards okay. to that. I'm only going to ask you one though, so that you can keep going, but I have to interrupt you because um, what, what some people, you know, might know or, or don't know is that about the time that we met, maybe like a year or so later, you had taken a company command position as well, which yeah. is a significant leader position, which means that you were going through all of this while you were in a leader position where you have what 200-ish, 300-ish people looking up to you and looking to you for answers to questions and, yeah. and holding you accountable and all of the, I mean, it's a it is a demanding position to be in. So how was it that you were, I mean, ob obviously based on your story, it wasn't handled like ideally, <laughs> but, but you know, what, what advice would you give to people who are in that position that you were in, wow. in that leader position that you were in and they're struggling internally and they're just putting on the face? Yeah, I, I did that. And I did that really well. I, I remember I, um, I, my ex and I, I was actually sleeping on the couch in the basement and I was getting ready to move out. And I asked my ex to go to my change of command ceremony because your family, everyone's like, they're like the commander's coming in with their family. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is stuff that just isn't talked about. I don't know. I've never told the story. Um, but I asked her to be there. She was there to support. We've had a very amicable separation, but she was there to support. And my kids were there. And it's almost like this, this parade, right? Um, and then I take the guide on. I'm like, oh man, this is get, this is. I, I've been in the army for a long time, but until you take the guide on and you, you the awesome yep, responsibility, you feel like, it. Oh, yeah, like yeah, okay, it's literally a weight. Like it, no one, like you said, no one talks about it. And then like giving yeah. it away, same thing. Like you feel the weight off of you, yes. and you're like, oh. but anyway, continue. Yes. It was so demanding, um, but I, what did I do? I mean, I like, okay, I was at that point, like, okay, I know I need to my morning habits are incredibly important. So I, I get up and I basically created a morning routine. I would wake up, I would read something positive. Uh, I would work out, whether that be at work or myself. Uh, I always, you know, try to do something with the kids, do mm -hmm. something that's going to be positive to get the, 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 my mindset because it was going to be such a long, heavy day. Right. Um, 
I went to therapy, didn't talk much about it. I would just kind of sneak off and just go do my appointments. And why were you not just, vocal about it? Was it because you were still of the mindset of like, oh, I'm not sure if this is the thing that I want to vocalize or encourage, or you yeah, just didn't I mean, want anyone, you know, like you didn't want to be that raw to people. Yeah. I mean, I talked about it a little bit, like to like the safety briefings, how you bring everyone together and you talk about, so I would bring that up like, Hey, you should go do these things, but I didn't actively tell everyone that, Hey, I'm going through like these, I have these personal problems in my life. And I'm yeah. Just, I mean, they're not your therapist, but I was just yeah. curious because, you know, we, you know, like I do, and I, I'm sure that there will be veterans that have, that watch this and they know the briefings that you get of like, they, yeah, yeah. Hey, I encourage you to go to, uh, AA or, you know, I encourage you to yeah. whatever it is, but it means something so different for a leader. Cause I, I've heard it before as well, where a leader says, I have gone to therapy, even yes. I have done it. And you'll see these full bird kernels that say that. So it just, it means something different. So I was just curious why it was that you felt that you couldn't be that raw. I felt like I was weak. I felt yeah. like even though I felt like it was weak and I felt that, I mean, really when I first came in, like, even if you were, if you were injured physically and you were on a profile, they call it, you know, where you can't work out, you, there's a unit run and you can't run. They would treat you differently. Mm -hmm. Although that's changed significantly. I still hung on to that. Like I, I felt like that was hard for me to overcome. Well, you judge and yourself too, when you're on profiles cool. and things. And, and I know therapy helps people, but I was still reluctant to tell people that I was doing, especially when I was in such a leadership position that I was struggling, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I played the role and I played it really, really well, but it was, it was difficult to balance that. But what I had to do was like, okay, I'm, I mean, I could have told, I, I could have not taken it, but I really want, this was like the pinnacle of my career. And it was such an honor for me to do it. I'm like, I'm going to figure out a way to make this happen and work through it. And, and I did, and, and I did, and I did such a great job that they offered me another command, which is usually, it's highly unusual to do that but I was nominated for another and I took a second command. And by that time I was over the hill, um, you know, as far as dealing with the, pro I was able to work through it, but it, it was, it was a very trying time in my, in my life. And uh, I just, um, I just doubled down on the personal development. I doubled down on therapy. I doubled down on coaching and I just try to maintain balance the best I could. I, I know I, I focused my energies on the things that mattered. I would say no to things that didn't matter. And I would just maintained because we had a lot of evening events. There was always a weekend. There's always something to do that you could do, but I tried to maintain balance. I made sure that I went to my family events. I made sure I put that in my calendar so people could see that, you know? Um, uh, and, you know, just, yeah, I, I just tried to, I, I just kept it all together as best I could. And I survived. <laughs> it was so that would be your advice then to other people is really just, you know, just focus on yourself and, and focus on getting therapy because that's something that really seemed to help. Something that uh, has stood out to me and it's counterintuitive and it may sound very selfish, but I learned something from a, from a, a very successful coach. He, he says the phrase that the king or the queen eats first and it's counterintuitive to the army because the army is like, well, we eat last. Eat, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you got to take, take care, care of yourself. yourself the, the whole, if you don't take care of yourself first, you're not going to show up well for your family. You're not going to show up well for your partner. You're not going to show up for those other people that count on you. So you have mm -hmm. got to take care of yourself. And really what I've learned is like, uh, there's four areas, four key areas that I operate in for, for myself. And that's my, my health and wellness. Um, and that's not just exercise, but that's getting enough sleep, 
that's mm -hmm. taking care of my mental well-being and my mental health. I'm still, I had a therapy call today. So I'm taking care of, I'm, I'm doing those things. I also have a coach. So working in the past and present, um, I focus on my body, my physical well-being. So, you know, taking care of some of my ailments and things like that. People like blow off going to the doctor, but you know, you got to stay on top of that stuff. So health and wellness, my ability to create wealth and security, financial security for my family. So you've got to be doing things that people don't like to talk about money, but you've got to be able to financially plan for the future and, and maintain that. If you have financial stress, well, that's going to bleed over in every area of your life. Mm -hmm. uh, relationships. So I now have a, I have a girlfriend now and it's very serious and she's awesome. And, uh, you know, uh, she makes me very happy. So, you know, pouring into that relationship, having mm -hmm. good relationships with my, with my children and then family and, and friends, right? So making sure that I, that I operate in that area and keep that cup full. And then ultimately my, my purpose and my design for the longest time, I didn't know what that was, but now mm -hmm. that I figured that out, like, you know, I want to be a mindset coach, like, okay, so I'm working toward developing this practice as I transition out of the military. So I'm always mm -hmm. operating in those four areas and that's how you maintain balance. That's what I coach people and teach people is like, that's your, your four lines of effort, if you will, right. That, that you're always operating in those areas. And if you find balance in those, then you'll, you'll keep it all together. But if one mm -hmm. of those the legs are off balance like a table, it's going to fall over, right? So you've got to maintain those four legs. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, um, I know that we're coming up on time. So uh, I'm going to ask you two questions. So one is how can people find you? Um, what, well, I guess it's three questions. I lied to you. So where can they find you? What are your next steps? And then what is your last message to everybody before you sign off? Okay, so you can find me. I have a website, jteegs.com, J-A-Y-T-I-E-G-S.com, jteegs.com. Mm -hmm. I've got a website there. You can connect with me. Uh, what I do is I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have a, a subscription mastermind group that I just launched. I am working on a uh, podcast that I'm going to be launching here in just a few weeks. And I'm going to write a book next year. Uh, that's the plan. So, I'm still in the Army, so I'm an operations officer at Fort Leonard Wood. Um, I'm doing some project management type work at the moment. Uh, I'm going to be working with... Uh, the movement cell, so all the soldiers that are coming in and out and basically overseeing that. Uh, so that's what I'm going to be doing up until retirement, which will be sometime next year. Uh, what was your third question? What message? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, any last message that you want to talk with anyone about or share with anyone before we? My mantra has always been, and it resonates with a lot of people, is do difficult things. There's a lot of uh, difficult things that you can do in life. In fact, I actually just saw this meme floating around, meme, whatever you want to call it, but it said, uh, you know, uh, marriage is hard, divorce is hard, choose your hard, right? So, kind of <laughs> like, you know, there's difficult things that you can do to pour into that. You can, there's a lot of difficulties in, in, in life, but, um, and I read this in A Man's Search for Meaning, there's three keys to happiness. It's the doing work that matters, um, it's your relationships with other people. And then it's, it's really doing difficult things and seeing the other side of that. So the struggle in life. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you haven't read that book, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, in, in the, I think most psycho psychology majors have to read it, but it's definitely, a, a just a, it's such a profound book. It's, um, Markle was a, uh, Holocaust survivor. So he talks, he was a psychologist who survived the Holocaust. It's a such a riveting book but it's basically his account of what he saw about happiness and the, the ability to see something through. So for me personally, that the mantra of doing difficult things and taking on difficult tasks and seeing it through has enabled me, has given me enough happiness and 
enabled me to push through some things. So I would just tell people to choose the difficult, always choose the difficult path. And like you said in your show uh, at the very beginning, like uh, to, to, to climb, to climb mountains, right? Well, what, what did you say it was? Oh, uh, that we give people tools for, uh, to be able to climb their mountains to success. We give people tools to climb the mountain to success. So uh, real quick, I have a friend who has a uh, little, uh, a little placard, one of those little platitude placards in her house that says, climb all the mountains. When I saw that, I'm like, climb all the mountains. I'm like, I look back at my life. I'm like, yes. I've climbed some of the wrong mountains. I've done so many things. I say climb the right mountains yeah. and with the proper tools. So <laughs> kind of refine that just a little bit because there's some mountains I didn't necessarily need to climb. Yeah. climb and some you need Sherpas for. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so do hard things, bottom line. Awesome. <laughs> and and uh, what I like too about your do hard things, every time I hear it, I'll always think about, you know, we, we have obstacle courses in the military for a reason right? Yes. Yeah. We, cr we have to be able to learn how to get over those obstacles or move around them and maneuver and all that, whether it be by ourselves or as a team, so that we become more effective as people yes. and as teams and as leaders. So absolutely, you guys go do hard things. Yes. Jay Teagues, he's awesome. Um, great for being able to overcome all of the issues that we had. So this is a Zoom version of our Yes, we started off that way. So we'll see how this we start this thing, but I think you should just, just throw it out there from where we started. Yep. <laughs> so uh, definitely ending on a good note and um, really excited to be able to um, come. Oh, hey. Let's get ambushed. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is, this is Blake as well. Yeah, I, I have my water gun. <laughs> I did want to shoot water. Yeah. All right. Well, well I'm going to go. Again. <laughs> He, he's, yeah, I trained him well. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway, um, thank you guys so much. Uh, hopefully we get to talk in a few weeks whenever you do your podcast so that we yeah, can. Exciting. Definitely going to, I'll have you on for sure. We'll talk yeah, again. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe we can actually get on the right uh, thing, right? Yeah. Streamcast or something like that. That's a little bit more, more friendly for podcasting. But yeah, great to have you on. Thank you so much. And yeah, you guys, uh, hey, take these tools and climb your mountain of success. Thanks. <laughs>